I'm James Hook, and this is Outside the Glass. Outside the Glass is brought to you by SquashProShop.com, our source for equipment for racquetball, badminton, paddle tennis, and of course squash. They carry a great selection of squash equipment from all the top manufacturers at the lowest prices. Rackets and shoes, balls and bags, goggles and grips, they've got it all. They offer fast and free shipping on orders over $25. For the best selection of prices and service on the internet, visit squashproshop.com. Today we're launching a new series on Outside the Glass about people's obsessions, passions, interests outside the game. Last fall, I sat down with uh, James Wilstrop and Chris Gordon at the U.S. Open in Philadelphia. James uh, just won the gold medal at the Commonwealth Games uh, last month. And for uh, a lot of us who have known him over the years, he has a, uh, a great interest in theater, live theater. And uh, Chris Gordon uh, is famously into ice hockey. So enjoy and enjoy. James, tell me about theater. How did you first get interested in theater? How did that all start? Um, I, um, well, I started going when I was young um, and got found I had a real interest. My mum and dad took me to the theatre. In, in Leeds? And uh, yeah, in I, can't, well, I can't remember the, the very first ones. I can't particularly remember. It would have been where I lived in, yeah, in, in Yorkshire, um, around that area. Probably Leeds, I would guess, yeah. And... Um, yeah, so um, things like The Wizard of Oz and Joseph. I loved Joseph. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, I suppose, yeah, those were the first little encounters that sparked something. And um, I, I was t- always used to go with my mum and dad as a child and um, enjoyed it and took the programmes home and read them. And, and yeah, then I started getting into it a little bit at school and got into some school plays. and. Right. Just, just enjoyed the whole Process. thing about it. Really enjoyed what loved watching it, and then found that I really enjoyed being being in in the productions. Well, do you remember any great roles that you had as a kid? Well, I I played Joseph and in Joseph and his amazing technical dream coat. Uh, um, so I have an enormous affection for that that point. show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just the child in me. I think anyone who watches things certainly children's stories children's tv programs whatever it is you you remember them don't you and however good they are you kind of lo- you kind of get you lose that you don't you can't judge them anymore those things because you just know how you reacted as a child and it stirs up all sorts of emotions inside you so that one for me did and then i got the part at school so that was having a lot of affection you were for that 15 16 so i love no no i was probably about 11, 10, 10, 10 or 11, yeah, yeah, we do, just in junior school, you know, we, they put it on and, and I, I got that part and that was, I just loved doing that, um, so yeah, and, and then, yeah, I, I struggled a little bit as I got older because I was so into the squash, I was quite committed and I couldn't give it the commitment to play big parts, but I would also, I would, I would play in um, little roles in, in high school, played in Macbeth and few other little productions the um, <laughs> exactly the Scottish play and um, um, there was the Bugsy Malone was, was another so yeah and that was fun. and then uh, you, you've told me about how when you travel did you always do this or you've been doing it recently where, where when you travel you try to see theatre live theatre yeah. 
you know, it, obviously in London, New York, but but everywhere. Have you always been doing that since you've been turning? You know, yeah, turning? yeah. I mean, I would just sort of waltz off. Um, I think we get so, playing so many nice cities, and they've got most of them have got really great theatre um, options, I suppose, yeah. or. Yeah communities or the lots of theatres in New York obviously away from Broadway there's a load of other yeah. off Broadway so there's, there's so yeah exactly and and then places like Philadelphia and San Francisco are incredible places for theatre mm. I've seen some of the best productions I've ever seen in these cities I love American theatre as well so um yeah I would go away and London's obviously a rich rich yeah. very fertile for it as well and we've played tournaments there so I do, I, and then obviously I get a little bit of time when you when you're away. You get time, so you have the chance more than you probably do at home. So I probably I probably do gravitate to it when I come away. But yeah, I just love, I loved going. I've always loved that outlet of that letting go for two or three hours on a night. It's um, it, it, you're in a world that's that's away from your everyday. It's it's a story that you get can just wrap yourself up in, and I don't know. So you're either you're either taken in by that or you're not, and. Um, I, I, lo- I love I love television stories. I love all sorts of stories to watch, like like many people do, watch movies and things. But the theatre was was a lot had the live aspect that that I love, and it, that related to squash a bit because that's live, isn't it? And it's raw, and it, you're seeing the sweat on the the players' faces, and you're seeing the the agony and the ecstasy that they go through. And I suppose that live aspect appealed to me, perhaps a little bit through the squash, maybe. So, um, but, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. So when did you say, hey? I want to do more than just watch. Um, I yeah. got yeah. Well, I always thought it was impossible, so I didn't really pursue it except for loving it, reading about it, and watching drama. And then I got injured, and I'd always sort of looked at sort of. Oh, I'd love to get into it, or I wonder if I could do a play again, or or I often thought I would definitely do it when I finished. Uh, got injured, and then I had some time on my hands. So I was on the crutches, and then you had the time. Went to watch a sort of community um, amateur drama production near where I live, with my with Vanessa's mum and dad. Mm-hmm. They'd seen a few and said how good it was. I, previously, I'd only seen professional stuff, so it was a world I hadn't heard about. And then I went went to watch, and I thought, wow, these are actually really good. And I was very impressed by it. And I thought, and then, and then that inspires you because you know then that these people are doing it. They've got jobs. And they're doing it, so I wonder if I could get involved. And it wasn't sort of about acting necessarily, because I knew that I'm I'm away on tour all the time, so it might be difficult. But at least I could involve myself in it, it might, you know, in a very small way. So I I run them, and they 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 have sort of social nights as well, where you, you do play readings or whatever. It's just drama, you know. It's your it's your hobby. It's what you love. So I then met this community of people who were very nice, and um, that's how I got into it. And um, it's uh, so that was I, I, like four, four, five, three years ago. Four years yeah, ago. three or four years ago now. Yeah, and then I got then then I started getting. They sort of said, "Well, why don't you try a part?" And I said, "Well, this is the problem. I've got. I'm always away, and I've got it's difficult. But I'll look at the dates, and if you think I'm around enough, I'll do it." And then I did, and they they were accepting of it. And so you've done yeah. four or five plays. I think right? I've two, done about two summers worth. Yeah, I've maybe done about five now. Five five plays. Yeah, in the last two years. <laughs> just squeezing them in where I can in the summers um, or did you do one over I've Christmas done or? one each summer but then the other ones I actually didn't play the US Open a couple of years ago um, not because of the play but it, it, it was the way the season was working out as well but um, I, I did one in that October and um, 
yeah, um, just just tried to pick it out. I did uh, did one this year around um, death of a salesman around the sort of New York, the New York time, where I had to um, just sort of work it out with with the company I was doing it with, and that was a great experience. Around the COC. Yeah, yeah, it was sort of yeah around then, just before I think so. Um, but yeah. If, if I can sometimes looking? fit them in in the season, but they have to be very open to. I have not to be having, working. Yeah, they have not. They say, well, yeah, we want yeah. this weekend. Well, with death, with death of a salesman, I was working with a really, you know, a really good friend and a good uh, director who was just uh, Rachel, who was just um, sort of so open and, and happy to support what I was doing. So uh, that was a. Where were you, what role were you in? That was Biff, the, the young, young, the young, young lad. Yeah. <laughs> Great, yeah. So when you're acting, how um, talking to people like you, you're sort of in this whole other world, right? Like the people probably don't bug you about squash. They're just they know you as a, as a, just a guy in the community that that's is it. their friend, right? That's so it. that's enjoyable, right? It is. It Being is. in a community that's totally separate. It and, is. And you're not a squash player. You're just another guy. It's absolutely liberating, isn't it? I mean, it's. Um, I love the squash world, and I love talking to fans about squash and I love the f- appreciation being at the US Open here this week it's, it's, it's fabulous um, and you know and I want to talk about squash I love squash I love the game but it is it's good as well to have to go away somewhere and these people don't know anything about squash and they don't want to talk about squash and I probably don't at that t- time so there's a lot to be said about that it's really healthy and um uh, Are you exhausted after a, a show? Th- there's that, yeah. I mean, there's that element exhausted. of yeah. There's that element if you've really got into the story and the play and the character of you know a lot of actors talk about it that they they expend energy and mm-hmm. but it's it's that part of it which I'm so drawn to because like squash, you, you play a match and it takes so much out of you. There's so much mental intensity. There's so much emotion. There's so many highs and lows, even within the course of a match, and and that's what drama is doing. It's like the lights and the action and the glass court. There's so many sort of crossovers, yeah. um, and maybe that's what I'm sort of looking for and relating to. And that's maybe why I've gone into that drama world because I just I just love that sort of buzz of. Oh, and then even with drama, you get you're actually working with people as well, right. which is so different to right. squash. Right, it's a team. Yeah, you can go backstage and say, "Oh, that went well," or "That scene was a bit rubbish," or "Ah, oh, didn't we mess that up?" And that—that's a lovely. I love doing. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, so yeah, it's. Um, so when you retire in ten years or whatever, yeah. are you going to pursue this any more than you have? Or yeah, I mean, I'm just hoping they'll all listen to this. All the top agents will listen to this podcast, and uh, I'll get picked up. You know, and go down to the West End. <laughs> yeah. Um, who knows? I mean, it's such a difficult industry, isn't it? I mean, I would, if someone said to me, you can do it and you, we'll, we'll give you some a contract and yeah. <laughs> there's no doubt I would look at it and I would definitely go for it. Um, whether I want you'd want to start again at, when you finish the squash career in your mid-30s and then go and study it and pursue it that way, I don't know. It's a different thing. There are all sorts of things that come into that decision, but... Um, it's certainly something to do with drama and maybe writing based or mm. acting based if it could happen would be very Are appealing to writing, me writing, I would love writing, to do it oh yeah I mean I've tried I've tried writing plays and 
um, stories. I love creative writing. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's probably probably early days in that respect. I mean, you've been writing a calm. You know, yeah, it's a different uh, thing, isn't it? Yeah. So you've been doing writing that kind of writing, writing but yeah. that's like factual. It is squash, Dif- but you've totally you've different. Got a creative side yeah, you. yeah, and I'm tr- I'm trying to go down that level, but I'm I'm under no impression that it's. You know, it's not it's not an easy. It's yeah. all right writing a column. It's all right writing opinion pieces or whatever. Yeah, but that's right. I've got to learn a lot, probably, and practice a lot. And um, but I'd love, yeah, it'd be lovely to write something creative at some point. Do you remember the first show you saw on Broadway, or the first show you saw in the West End, like the first big production with all the sets and the sound and the you know? Right. Do you do you remember one play that just like rocked your socks off? Um, I mean, there've been so there've been so many, and I, I don't think I could remember the first ones that I saw on the West End or Broadway. I just can't remember what they would have been, but um, I mean, you've you've probably seen how many of oh, shows yeah. at that level? 30, yeah. 40 shows, right? Yeah, oh, I've seen. Oh, yeah, I've seen hundreds of shows. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'll. Yeah, it'll be more than that, I would guess. <laughs> I'm a bit of an addict. Um, what does Vanessa think about this whole thing? Oh yeah, I mean she's. Did she go with it? Yeah, I mean obviously we're we work as a family and we have children, so she um, has she sort of has to deal with it and. <laughs> There's the the brilliant thing about Vanessa, and that's why I love you know love her so much is because she, well she's a great person, but um, that's you know we're both able to get on well with each other that we can sure. let people yeah. have we let each other have our own lives, and yeah. she has her interests and I have mine, and she, we both hopefully accommodate those, and um, yeah she she loves it and she's very supportive and. Um, when I waltz off every evening to rehearse and things so you need that support if you're in a family you just do don't you so I'm very grateful that she is like that um, but yeah I think yeah she doesn't she's, she comes occasionally but not she's not into it like I am but, um, yeah difficult with the shows there's so many that have um, sort of got me over the years I mean a couple recently was Stephen the musical was Stephen Ward that I got tremendously touched by um, an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical mm-hmm. um, nobody really liked it it was um, a bit panned a little bit in, in London mm-hmm. but uh, it didn't run for very long but that was a tremendous story a true story but it was a really serious musical and it was brilliant music and um, Sweeney Todd is amazing yeah, just incredible musical yeah. and then I, I watched but then I'll go to the Royal Court Theatre in, in London if I, if I ever pass through not regularly but mm-hmm. if I ever got, and I saw just an absolutely spellbinding play there recently um, Anatomy of a Suicide mm-hmm. and also in the West End at the minute it was um, fer- The Ferryman which is yeah. doing some huge right. business there at the moment and that was just brilliant crafting of story and so uh, yeah all, all, all areas you, of the spectrum sing uh i mean I've, i have sung i don't think i'm particularly brilliant but i probably i probably have something that's passable i mean i had to sing at the school plays and joseph and things yeah. so i've done it so i i don't know how but you'd but rather be in a play no i mean i'd love to i'd love to sing and love to i love singing and i've played in the band with that we had the squash band and um you know i do love me the musical side of it i'm not i don't know whether i'm particularly good what's but, the squash band uh we did lost for words with sylvan and lee beecher was in it and stafford murray we had a lot of fun. What we would do is have exhibitions, squash exhibitions, and then we'd take the band in the bar afterwards. Yeah. We don't do it now as much, but uh, we had some great fun doing that. Um, what were you playing? That was more, that wasn't sort of theatre, that was yeah. more songs, and yeah. there were a few singers. We would just get involved and 
Uh, Were you well, playing an instrument? Uh, not really. I would sing mainly. In the front, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got to be up front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, enjoyed it. It's an amazing it. uh, um, passion because it, it, it is a. Uh, it takes so much out of you to do a play, you know, every night or every couple nights, and, and yeah. it's emotionally, physically, yeah, uh, like it's like playing a squash match. Like you lose concept of time. Yeah, you're, you're absorbed. That's right. Absolutely. Which really is why you is. love it, but it's also it takes a bit. A lot yeah, out. yeah. Just take a bit. Just take a bit out of you, but it should do. I mean, you're dealing with deep emotions. You know, in something like Death of a Salesman, it's Amazing. you're dealing with very, very profound things it's profound issues between families and fathers and sons and and a lot of it you can apply to your own life especially having a father like Malcolm you know he was my research for that um, I tell him <laughs> but yeah um, no no I, you've got to enjoy it as well I'm, I'm an amateur it's an amateur thing it's not I don't take it too trying to take it too seriously but some of them are pretty serious plays and yeah people are affected quite deeply by them so you try and do the best best you can with them um, so yeah it's emotional stuff okay that's it i'm here with christopher gordon who if he wasn't a squash player would be spending a lot of time on the ice so chris tell us about your hockey career how it started and and you know like why like what first got you into it and and where are you now well um I, actually, growing up in New York, hockey was the first sport I played. Um, I played a bit of a mix between roller hockey and ice in the winter, um, but ice was my big thing, and I was into the into it to the extent where we never had cable television growing up, so I couldn't watch any of the of the Ranger games. But I'd literally listen to every single game on the radio, and I remember because of my age, I was. I was about eight years old, seven, eight years old when they won the cup in 94, which was a huge, huge deal. And I remember basically listening a couple times a week from the start of the season and, you know, the second week of October all the way through the middle of June for when they finally won the cup. And I remember like not only listening to the games, but, you know, racing down to breakfast the morning after games to read about it in the newspaper and stuff. So it was a really, it was a really big part of my childhood. And then even from a family point of view, because I was getting so into it around the house, my dad would take me to a lot of Harvard hockey games because he was a Harvard alumni and kind of how they felt a bit of loyalty there. So I used to go to a lot of the these college games. And I remember he even wrangled it through a few of his college connections to get me in the locker room a few times as a kid. And I had a few sticks from Harvard players and stuff. And it was just such a big deal for me as a kid to kind of be around that environment. And wow, I think with, with where, where were you playing? Like, did you, did you play at a rink in Manhattan? Yeah, I used in... to play. So I learned to play, believe it or not, not a great hockey rink, but okay for a little kid is Walman rink in yeah. Central Park. Um, you know, as soon as you, you get to an okay level and you know, pucks are flying around, it doesn't work anymore. But to learn to skate and to learn to stick handle and stuff, it worked really well. Did your mom or dad skate? Like who um, brought you out there? Or friends? No, more my more my um, my parents brought me out there, you know, and I just love the aspect that in a way you're so out of control, especially as a little kid, you know. 
But then at the same time with being out of control with all the pads on, you were almost fearless, nothing hurt. So you could be sliding around and, you know, going at full, full speed and then all of a sudden hit something and it wouldn't really hurt, you know. So it was just all this quick action and change of direction that I really, really enjoyed. And when you're out at the woman rink, like there's all these people, like couples on their first date and, you know, old people and it's, you know, it's crowded. It sure, it sure is. I mean, now they've kind of calmed it down a bit. But when I was a kid, you'd have lots of little kids zigzagging in and out. And it was, it was, it was hectic. But um, I kind of got out of the sport when I was about 10 because um, there wasn't a huge amount of high-level organized hockey in the city when I was growing up. It's changed a lot now, right. but when I was a kid 20 years Where ago, we, yeah. it was it was a lot different. And yeah. also around that time, there was there was a really unfortunate, unfortunate incident where a freshman at Boston University got paralyzed, right. and that scared the living daylight out of my mom. And she didn't, you didn't really want me having any part of, part of it. So they kind of direct guided me out of it a bit. If you had grown up in Connecticut or, you know, further up in New England, you probably would have been playing because it's so accessible there compared to Manhattan. Absolutely. Oh, full, full right? on. But it's funny because the story kind of went full circle because when I was, I basically left the game and never yeah. skated between the ages of 10 and 20. Wow. Just at all. Completely, completely forgot about it. Those were kind of the years when I found squash and really got into squash big time and right. sort of began not only my evolution as a junior, but joining the pro tour and right. it was literally- And you were living in the UK where there's not a lot of hockey. And, exactly. Yeah, right. And when I was 21, I moved to Hartford. Right. And around that time, I, I think after I'd been in Hartford a year, I tore my hamstring and was out for about three months. And it kind of presented a problem in what do I do with myself outside of when I'm not rehabbing? Okay. So in kind of looking around for stuff to do in Hartford, um, I found the Wolfpack, which is their AHL team. So I figured, oh, I might as well go to a game. It could kill an evening. So I went to one game and was like, oh my God, I, I, I used to this. love this yeah. when I was a kid. How did I disconnect with this? And it started this whole, it rekindled this whole love affair. And so basically in that three month period, I would go to, Every Wolfpack game that was in an hour radius oh, of Hartford. Away games and oh, I was going. Games. I was going to all the home games. I was going down to Bridgeport when they played the Sound Tigers, up to Springfield when they played the Falcons, and I and I was organizing my day around making sure I was there at 6:25 when the players came out for warm-ups because it was very important that I was there for the warm-ups to you know just get the good get the good energy and see who you know see what the line pairings were going to be that night and get myself in the game. And then obviously the game starts at seven, so it was a whole it was a whole afternoon for me. So anyway, after I, my hamstring recovered, I thought, you know, I've been really been enjoying watching. How about playing? I'm working at Trinity, and there's a rink across the street from the squash courts, more or less. That's right. Maybe I should try and skate again. So I went and skated a couple times. Did you buy new skates? Bought a pair of skates, skated four or five times, and I was like, you know. I never really liked skating. I actually liked, you know, shooting the puck around and all that kind of stuff. So I went and talked to the rink manager and there was some time when I could, the rink wasn't used that I could go alone, alone and shoot a puck around and stuff. So I got some gloves and a stick and I did that for a couple of weeks. And then I kind of realized, eh, I want other people on the ice with me. I enjoyed shooting and stick handling and all that stuff, but I really enjoyed playing. 
So, eh, screw it. Let's, let's just get the gear and get into it. And so I ended up getting all the gear. And in Hartford, they, a rink about half an hour from Trinity would have basically these lunchtime open hockey skates every, every day at noontime, four days a week Pick or up. something. Pick up. And whoever showed up, you know, showed up. Goalies. And goalies, the full shebang. Everything except referees, you know. And Perfect. you get some... It would be a real mix of players, anywhere from like, you know, at that time I was very much a beginner up to, you know, kids that were playing Junior B for the Junior Wolf Pack. And you get some, you know, the odd like D3 college kids that were home for vacation, you know. Um, Wow. So it was like this real mix of levels, you know. And it was it was a lot of fun for me and added a real extra level to my social yeah. well not only my fitness but just my social structure there because right. all of a sudden I get to meet a lot of people outside the squash world in the general community and stuff right. and who, who know nothing about squash and don't care who you are well like in terms of squash absolutely and the right. funny thing is now 10 years down the road like I, now I skate you know all year round absolutely have to skate at least once a week a lot of times twice a week and um you should stretch or no, do, no. What are, are you doing no your, I'm fine okay. and the funny thing about it is... You're, you're doing it once a week now. Yeah, definitely. Sure. I'm penciled in every week once a week and yeah. sometimes two or three times. And For for a pickup game. Yeah, for not, a pickup game. Uh, no, no, yeah. No, for a pickup yeah. game and sometimes league games. Um, right. Right. Uh, and I have one of the guys, one of the one of my buddies who I sub in for his league team pretty frequently. Every every spring, he and his, he and his friends... Um, he and his friends go up and play a hockey tournament in Montreal. And they've been trying to get me to do this for a couple of years. And every year I'm like, no, I can't do it because, you know, I've got tournaments and, you know, yeah, you know, I've got stuff going on, you know, yeah. and I can't really miss it. And last year he's, he asked me and the same, same thing came up. Look, I'm sorry, man, I've got tournaments. It's the middle of the season. And he literally looked at me point blank and was like, dude, you can't just miss one, you know come on, man, it's going to be sick, you know, we hang out with the boys in Montreal, you know, you know, we get to hang out in the locker room after the game, you know, it's going to be great, man, you know, and unfortunately, I had to burst his bubble and say squash came first, but it was a, it was definitely a tough conversation to have. He's like, this pro squash thing, what is that? Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> what do you really don't know? <laughs> yeah, so. And, uh, um, is there something about the physicality? Is it, I mean, you're playing indoors most of the time, mm-hmm. right? So it's not about being outside, which a lot of people I think like to do things outside of squash, outside, because yeah. you're inside all the time. But is there something about the physicality? Is it the smell, you know, the ice, the stick? Like, what, what do you love about, about hockey? I just, uh, it's, a, it's a really tough one for me to put my finger on. I, I think I, I just love the, the, how fast it is and how there are a couple skills going on at the same time. I just, you know, I love the feeling of skating. I love the freedom it gives you, but then I love how there's also an aspect to it um, where there's a skill involved in terms of stick handling and shooting and passing. Skating backwards. Skating back, you know, all that. It's kind of, it's a bit like squash. It's a confluence of things coming together, you know? And then just culturally, I love the culture that goes with it. It's a real, you know, um, for lack of a better word, like a real blue collar culture, you know, hard work pays off. You don't, everyone has a role. You don't need to necessarily have a star player to do well. If you get everyone on the same page and everyone's doing their role properly, you know, a fourth line guy can be just as effective as a superstar on the team. And 
Yeah. You know, and that and that's something that permeates hockey culture, not just in the pros, but all the way down to like your rec leagues. So it's a really cool thing, I think, that right. that really resonated with me. And I, I really like that concept of, you know, everyone's doing their little bit, whatever it may be, and you just keep chipping in and working hard and, and good things happen kind of thing. And there, there's a, there, the culture of it is a little bit like squash. It's one of these smaller sports. I mean, it's a lot bigger than our sport, but where people know each other, they grew up playing together, and you're kind of fitting in into a, a real close-knit culture. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there are guys on one of the, one of the, um, skate, one of the um, teams I play on that, you know, guys in their mid-40s that will play, play guys play other teams and they're guys on other teams that they skated with when they were like eight, nine years right, old. 30 and, years earlier. You know, and are skating with like, you know, a kid of someone they skated with, you know, so it's very much like squash where it's a real, right. it's a real close-knit thing. And I mean, I'm just talking about it from a, you know, a New York regional point of view. I can only imagine once you step up to like, you know, some of your big names in the NHL that it's even more close-knit, yeah, you know? Yeah, they knew each other in Canada. Do you follow the Rangers still? Do you follow Hartford? Like, who are you I follow now, 10 years later? It's been 10 years now, right? Yeah, 10 So years. 10 years later, like, who are you obsessed about? I, I always keep a little tab on Hartford with the, you know, with the AHL. Um, yeah. So I'm always... But you don't go to that many games. I don't go to that many games. But if the opportunity presents itself, I 100% do. Um, but I still, you know, have an idea about... Um, you know what players are going where transaction wise yeah. and in terms of the NHL I follow a mix between the Rangers and the Islanders growing up I was always a Ranger fan but right. since I moved back to New York um, living in Queens that when the Islanders used to play at the Coliseum in Nassau it was super easy to get to right. so you got into that I got into it just by default you know just by going to watch you start knowing players and you start following them right. so right. I kind of follow a bit of a mix be, between the two. Did you have a Rangers jersey when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, definitely. What did you have? Who did you have? I, I didn't actually – I didn't have a player's okay. jersey. I just had a blank one. But, you know, growing up, I was I was a huge Messier fan, huge Richter fan. Actually, I had a couple of signed Messier pucks because I ran into him on the street in New York a few times. So, so it was, you know, ran in – Bumped into Gretzky on the street in New York once in that couple of years when he was... When you were a kid. When I was in the kid, yeah, when I was a kid. <laughs> um, once ran into Richter in Lake Placid when I was a kid. So it's, you know, small world. Unbelievable. Well, somebody said that, or maybe you said earlier, that you actually skated with the guys in Hartford. Like, you were going out there and... Were you playing? Um, I so Hartford. No, Hartford has so Hartford has the Wolfpack, which yeah. is their AHL team. But then they have a few, few. Um, ju they have a junior A and a junior B yeah. team, which are you know kind of kids that would be most of those kids would be feeding into D three colleges. Maybe right. one or two would go D one after, and a lot of those guys would show up at. at, uh, okay, at, at these pickup things. Yeah, yeah, pickup things. I mean, I I have heard rumors of actual Wolfpack players showing up at pick up things because one or two of the guys live in Hartford all year round but I was never there when those guys showed up but the the league that you're playing in now where, where do you guys play in Queens or in yeah in Queens, Queens? yeah in Queens? Yep. The, the, what's in, the rink I play a lot at the rink um in Flushing right next to the right US next Open. to the U.S. Open Tennis yeah. Center yeah and then I play a lot at in Long Island at a place called Twin Rings which is the Islanders practice facility now 
So are um, you in two different leagues? Or are you? Is I'm. It the same I basically league? every week I I skate in what's called like a private skate, which is about like you know. 20, 30 guys rent ice time and it's always the same two teams and we always play each other. And that's kind of good because it's a bit friendlier so I don't have to worry about getting hit. I don't have, I don't have to worry about getting hurt and yeah. I don't have to worry about if I'm missing stuff because I'm away at tournaments. Right. Um, but a couple of my buddies from that play on men's leagues teams out on Long Island and they'll call me up, right. you know, and just see if, if I can, if yeah. I can, if it works, I'll, yeah. I'll jump there's in no there. There's no hitting, right? So there's no, there's no checking. It's, it's actually surprisingly from, from like an amateur kind of beer league level, it's surprisingly safe. Um, so guys aren't getting hurt every, not, they're hurting themselves, not, not really. Other. Like the yeah. worst that's happened to me and the worst that's happened to me in 10 years is, is about seven stitches in my face, you know, from but a stick or from a, puck. a puck. And, you know, and that was because for a while in there, I was wearing a half, a half shield. So I just, you know, puck deflected off, off a goalie's blocker up into my face. You know, it didn't even, it didn't really hurt that much. It just, the problem is because the puck's cold from the ice, it's super hard. Stingy. So literally, no, it's not even stingy. As soon as it touches you, it cuts you. So it just, um, you know, but those days are gone now. I'm on the full cage, so you know it's not quite as cool, but it's a little bit. <laughs> it's probably a little bit safer, you know. Yeah, your mom's happier about. Yeah, that. she's a lot happier. It was a bit. It was a bit of an awkward call having to call her at like 2 a.m. saying, "Mom, I'm at the yeah. emergency room. It's not a big deal. There's only a hole through the bottom of my lip. bottom of my lip, you know. But they'll they'll stitch it up, you know. It's only seven stitches inside and out. It'll be fine, you know. But <laughs> You know, she's like, "Can you go back to the squash?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but so for me, awesome. to to be honest, I yeah. mean, look, if if the worst that happens to me in ten years is is just a couple stitches, I'm definitely coming. Well, I mean, that shows you're a true hockey player. I mean, no hockey player, every every hockey player has stitches or a yeah. broken tooth, right? Yeah, I, mean, I exactly. Come on, I, mean, like, I need it just to fit in. Yeah, and also as well, for me, it's one of a lot of people ask me about getting hurt and stuff, and the thing I always say is, look. The amount of, if I ever get hurt, which hopefully I don't, touch wood, but the amount of hours of enjoyment I've gotten out of it, it's really well worth it. And I think to go full circle on it, what it's really helped me with from a squash point of view is, is really reinforcing why you play sport and playing sport for the right reason. And that's not to say I don't love playing squash, but because I do it professionally, sometimes you get a little bit caught up in winning and losing and your points, and yeah. you, you know, and your performance and all yeah. that kind of thing. Where I could go out and play hockey and play the worst game of my life, but still enjoy it because yeah. it's not really because I'm going out there to have fun first and foremost. It, my performance doesn't really affect my self-esteem or anything else that's tied in with it, you know, or my livelihood or anything. You wear with squash, sometimes the lines get blurred because we're so overly involved in it, you know? So I think a lot of that mentality from hockey has really helped. Give you perspective. Give me perspective and then loosen me up when I play and realize, realize that squash at the end of the day, we're very privileged to be playing a sport for a living, you know? And maybe the only other thing it's really helped with is then when I'm away and some city's playing and I lose early, it's straight to the rink and see if there are any games, you know? So I've, I've had pretty good good luck losing in tournaments early in Canada and getting in, in hockey the right, tickets in the right, afterwards. Yeah, the, the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Not so good in yeah. Malaysia, but it's good in it's good in, in Canada, Canada. It works really well. In Canada, it works really well. Like I lost, uh, I lost in the first round in Medicine Hat last year, and right. straight back to straight back to Calgary the next day for got got two um, two Calgary Hitmen. They're the WHL team over there. Two games, and so it ended up being a successful trip, even though the squash maybe wasn't the best. <laughs> That's great. Well, that's a real good insight about it, uh, how it's helped your squash, because it, it, it says, you know what, I'm an athlete, and yeah, I'm, I'm lucky to play this sport professionally, but I, at heart, I'm an athlete playing yeah. a sport. Yeah. yeah. No, it, no, you're 100% right, and it's, it's one of those things that, especially when you're young on tour, it's tough to, it's tough to remember sometimes, because you're so focused on trying to move up the rankings and trying to win and trying to beat people that you can sometimes let that aspect get away from you a right. little bit. Right. So right. I was very happy, you know, that I reconnected with hockey in my early 20s and it kind of provided an avenue to, to you know, enjoy sport and really maybe enjoy it in its most purest form in a way, you right, know? Exactly. Just pick up. Mm. Nobody's keeping track. Exactly. You know, there's no no there's nothing no on stats, the web. There's, there's no nothing, stats. Yeah. There's no blog. There's no mm-hmm. nobody's tweeting. You know. Yeah. Outside the glass, we'd like to thank SquashProShop.com for their support of the podcast, and for Grant Irving, who does uh, all the magic behind the scenes. And we'd like to thank all of you listeners who um, have been uh, loyally with us for the last couple of years. Uh, and thanks so much for spreading the news, uh, posting about it at Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, uh, talking about it. It's, uh, it's really been amazing to, uh, to hear all the feedback. In fact, I, when I played a match at the national singles uh this winter um my opponent uh after the match said well it was kind of fun to uh to meet you and and play with you because uh i had only known your voice from your uh your podcast thanks for uh for listening and, and spreading the word